Welcome to the Innovation Conversation, a podcast about innovators, both in business and real life. Hosted by myself, Ricardo Pasqual, and Harry McDonough. Today's episode is sponsored by Hyperskill. Hyperskill is a learning and training platform that enables people from all over the world to learn new tech skills. If you're looking to learn new tech skills, this is a platform to choose. You can find out more about them on hyperskill.org. Today we are talking with Hannah and Martina from Alterist.com and their goal to change the fashion industry by upcycling clothes. Welcome to the Innovation Conversation, Hannah and Martina. It's a pleasure having you both here. And um, me and Harry are quite excited to learn more about the Alterist. So can you tell us what the Alterist is? Uh, yeah, so we are a platform for upcycle fashion designers. Mm -hmm. um, so each designer uh, specializes in upcycling techniques and they use their creativity to turn waste into new products. Mm -hmm. um, but a little bit more than just being a platform, we're a bit of a community and Marty will tell you a little bit more about that. Yeah, sure. Like We are uh, a community, mainly mm -hmm. like uh, of uh, around 85 designers at the moment. It's a growing community. Our designers are all based like around Europe and UK, so like that's also beautiful after Brexit mm -hmm. especially, mm -hmm. like try to keep people together. Um, they all work uh, with different techniques, they are all like uh, single brands, single individuals, single artists, mm -hmm. so they all, they all have like uh, a world, like an entire world behind uh, you know, their work uh, and uh, <laughs> I mean, it would be hard uh, to explain uh, the si every single mm -hmm. designers, but as Hannah said, like uh, the main focus is like reworking like uh, materials that otherwise uh, would have been discarded because uh, maybe like Hannah can also tell a bit more about like uh, what's the problem nowadays with fashion. Uh? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, well, you just, you just, you know, uh, ask the question. So what is the problem nowadays with fashion? Because I just go to the shop and buy clothes. I think Harry's pretty much the same, right? Yeah. Uh, so but I think there's a lot of wastage. Uh, I read somewhere that on average people wear their garments, what is it, six times or eight times and then it goes to the trash? Which yeah. is absolutely crazy, but... Yeah, it's mental. I mean, I, the, the problem's massive, but mm -hmm. like what we specifically focus on is textile waste. And so mm -hmm. it's estimated about 100 billion pieces of clothing are produced each year and less than 1% of these are recycled so currently they end up in landfills or incinerated um, and why we choose upcycling is 50% of these still can be upcycled but I think it's like it's a global problem that previously uh, the West have really put on um, everyone else to deal with and it's kind of it's getting out of control I'm not sure if you've seen some pictures of, of mm. textile waste lately but it's a growing problem yeah. that if it's not tackled it's just gonna keep growing <laughs> absolutely also because like with the you know with the growth of fast fashion like mm -hmm. uh, which is great that fashion is accessible for people uh, who have like uh, low income fair enough mm -hmm. uh, great but the issue is that like most of the material they use are, are like uh, non-sustainable material mm -hmm. most of like uh, the garment they made like they made like in you know very like poor uh, conditions for the workers uh, mm -hmm. so it's not only like the textile waste but it's also like the entire system that yeah. is behind the fashion industry and most of the time it's funny because like most of the time we think that uh, fast fashion is the only problem but absolutely not because like most of the brands they they produce at the same uh, in mm -hmm. the same model like 
to fa- fast fashion yeah. produce like well, cotton takes 2700 liters to create a pair of jeans or a oh, cotton wow. t-shirt That's so when you think about that and all that water is going into it not to mention all the rest of the resources and then um it's you know the cotton might be grown in one country then flown to another country to be spun then another to be made and then it ends up in the UK and as you mentioned it gets worn six times and then it goes in the bin like that carbon footprint and that even you know the labor the materials and Mm -hmm. the resources that go into creating that is insane and then it's a perfectly good cotton t-shirt might have a tiny little hole or it might have a little stain but designers can cut that out and they can rework it and turn it into something new like that's the beauty of upcycling it's the materials may be alternative, they may be worn once, they may just be something out of style, mm-hmm. or they may be off cuts, or they may be an old curtain, and these materials, they've, they've had a life, but they're perfectly good. It just takes creativity and imagination to turn them into a new product. So where did this creativity and imagination come from? Like, where did you two meet? How did you come up with like, all this process? Because again, it's, being creative is a different thing, but putting your ideas together is a whole different story, and it'd be quite nice for our audience to get an understanding of how did you come up with or how did you meet in the first place? Yeah so we were actually activists and we were organizing um, campaigns and against the fashion industry and we're very much raising awareness to this problem Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we both felt that uh, we felt that like um, rather than calling for change and a lot of this was falling on deaf ears you often hear a lot of uh, brands within the industry being like yeah we'll change our habits we'll change our habits and i guess it's rife with greenwashing as as we mostly know but um we kind of decided that we wanted to also often offer a solution and um we've been working within the space we knew a lot of designers specializing in upcycling and we saw that as the most sustainable way forward so we kind of came together and we decided to build this platform that brought upcycled fashion designers into the limelight. Um, I think too often they are not really appreciated for the skill that goes into it and we really wanted to you know, showcase what they can do. And how, how are you finding you know, raising money for this idea? Because it's, at least for me personally, I normally wear clothes until they have gigantic holes on them and everyone says, look, you cannot wear this anymore because it's time to go to the bin. That's how I like to wear my clothes. But how are you finding you know, investors looking at it and saying, actually, it's a really good idea. I want to invest in this. I want to grow the company. So how's, what's, what's the market telling you? Yeah, I mean, we're pretty early in our funding journey, yeah. to be honest. Um, we basically came up with the idea and, and we've been supported really by grants. So mm-hmm. up until this stage. So we bootstrapped it, we, as we've just launched uh, you know, at the end of last year, mm-hmm. and um, really we uh, kind of opened our funding round a couple of weeks ago, so in terms okay, of right, that, so quite new. <laughs> pretty new, yeah, we, we've been bootstrapping and granting it up until now, mm-hmm. um, and I think so, we've had a lot of awards and we've been nominated for a lot of things, so I think that shows that the industry sees potential in what we're doing and, yeah. and the fact that we can genuinely make an impact. So we're just waiting for the right investor to jump on board and join mm-hmm. us on that. But I think also being a sustainable company, it needs to be the right person. We just don't want anyone to back our company. We want someone who understands our mission yeah. and our core values and will join this kind of mission with us sustainably. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because a lot of companies nowadays uh, you can actually go, I think it's H&M, you can bring them a, a bag full of your old clothes 
and they will do something with it. I don't know what they do with it, but I know they'll do something with the clothes, right? And, and it's, it's interesting. I think, you know, we're becoming more conscious of what's happening with our clothes and our wastage and, you know, our ecological footprint and, uh, footprint and all that. Um, so I guess the next question will be around how do you see this growing? What do you see the future? Like, you're becoming this gigantic online marketplace of, uh, you know, upcycled fashion. Or what's, what's, what's in the future? So like uh, we don't see like as a gigantic mm -hmm. like old platform because the point is that we are trying to move forward like by this idea of like uh, uh, becoming bigger like and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. What we were like thinking to do in the future it would be like uh, yes open like uh, kind of localized hubs uh, like mm -hmm. around the world uh, like yeah. where you basically like tend to share and to exchange what, what is available in the country. So in a way, like the designers uh, in Australia, mm -hmm. they're going to sell to a consumer in Australia. As well, like the designers in Europe, they're mm -hmm. going to sell to European consumers. That's also because it's related to the shipping. Like we always mm -hmm. forgot about like uh, the in the fashion industry, yeah. like and behind our clothes, there are a lot of other industries involved. So that's what we are trying to tackling fashion but mm -hmm. to change a little bit like the perception like the, the, the how we deal with clothes with our with our look yeah. with our aesthetic and all the values that can be hidden behind mm -hmm. it and so a uh, question for our listeners is what's the difference between upcycling and recycling I think this is a big topic for you both yeah. of you so, so what is the difference yeah so I mean because there's often a lot of confusion and there isn't a lot of regulation around recycling at the moment mm -hmm. um, so you can have something that's only a small percentage that is actually recycled and the rest be virgin fibers and you can say that it's recycled so um, it's really important for us to be really transparent and one of the major differences uh, is that recycling relies on the use of chemicals and mechanical procedures to break down something before it can be made into something new whereas upcycling is using materials in its current form and it's simply using creativity and design to turn that into something new it requires no additional resources, um, and for that reason, it is one of the most sustainable things you can currently do, mm -hmm. and that's really why we chose to focus yeah, on it. Yeah. Imagine that, like, uh, is a bit uh, what I what I think is that is a bit more related to the craftsmanship. Uh, so, like, going back uh, to like uh, our uh, grandparents, yeah. how yeah, they were exactly. making things, is like. Uh, uh, is a bit more related to that. Mm -hmm. So like uh, while for instance to recycle plastic you need to melt it, uh, use ma machinery and whatever, like uh, an upcycle designer could still reuse plastic uh, but maybe like keeping its form uh, mm -hmm. and like create something by stitching, uh, by you know like uh, using like techniques that as she said like are not like uh, uh, energy consuming, not, not, not that much uh, as you would do like uh, with recycle. But yeah. then also a byproduct of the fact that it's, it comes down to craftsmanship and that all the design it um, and they're doing things themselves is that pretty much everything or are part of limited edition collections mm -hmm. and often one of a kind, meaning these pieces are unique and really special and it's obviously taken the designer's vision to see maybe a pile of scraps or a, a mm -hmm. plastic or some bottle caps to then turn that into something that you yeah that you can really only get from them yeah i want to kind of draw back on that slightly because again it's a really great approach what you've mentioned and it's, i've heard the word innovation and grant and all these pr approaches mm -hmm. which so many tweaks and what would be really good for your listeners and the audience is how did you actually start off with your first grant because again did you go on the bandwagon of 
you have an idea and it applies to what the UK economy is really looking at, which is circular economy, recycling, upselling, and going on those big buzzwords. Do they really help you with actually getting your grant and kind of getting you over the line and being there at the right time? Is that kind of the big push as well? Yeah, I mean, our first accelerated program was no funding. It was um, just, it was the University of Cambridge, they had a CSIL on sustainable fashion. I think we didn't start it because we were like, this is what, um, I guess this is what buzzwords that will, will get us to the next stage. We, we started it from like the genuine space of we wanted to do something for the fashion industry and we this is what we truly believed was the, the best way forward. But like with every idea, you need backing to get it from A to B. Um, so I think uh, our second accelerator program, um, uh, Startup Bootcamp Fashtech, there was some funding behind that and they were very much interested from um, a sustainable fashion perspective but they were also looking at kind of fashion innovation as a whole mm -hmm. um, but then yeah we were lucky enough to uh, get an Innovate UK grant um, and I, I think that was to do with the creative industry so um, I'm not sure if it was the fact that it was what we were doing I, I assume that it was a lot to do with the fact that we were tackling a major problem within the industry but mm -hmm. I think equally uh, the fact that we're working within the circular economy um, and the creativity is really what has kind of been important to driving us forward. It's a good time for it because I know Creative UK have now come up with a £50 million grant to go out into the local economy to help support businesses like yourselves to develop, grow new approaches on that side. So it, it is a really good timing, I would say, because creativity is what the UK lacks and there's a huge focus on this point in time. And it's something to, you know, one, the fact that you won a grant from Innovate UK, congrats, because that is. Again, as we said before, it is literally like winning the lottery. It is hard. <laughs> well, do you know how many people apply for that? You, you, you're probably looking at probably around eight, nine hundred to a thousand plus applicants, and very strong applicants with university ties and links. So that's hard to do on that side. And yeah, well, then. is there any advice to kind of give in, in regards to someone going after that? Like, how would you prepare? Would you kind of go out and find an industry partner, a university, be on an accelerator, and have key individuals behind you, or just kind of go for it yourself? I mean, we, we just did it ourselves. I think we know the subject in and out. Like, as I mentioned, as we kind of talked about, we've been activists within this space for a long time. So we really, really have researched this through and through and we're really passionate about what we're doing and we truly believe in how we can make an impact. So I think it's, I mean, comes down to knowing what you're talking about, believing in it enough to have researched it through and through mm -hmm. and then I um, yeah I think that that is what I, I mean, would say if <laughs> I'm myself a fashion designer originally I was a fashion designer and it's like one of the like uh, I, I quit all my jobs in fashion to be fair because like uh, I perfectly know how it works in the fashion industry like mm -hmm. I work like from production to design marketing like and that's why like I decided to quit them join like an activist mm -hmm. group and that's how we met together so it's like uh, there's like honestly like there's a lot of problems uh, in the fashion industry and again i'm gonna repeat it forever it's like yeah. every time people are, are thinking that fashion is just a matter of like how you look clothes but there's a full industry like most of the garments nowadays are made of oil like so, so, so <laughs> just saying that is yeah. like uh, i mean i think it's it's enough to say mm -hmm. like um so how competitive is your space Oof. Yeah. What is the competition like? How competitive is it? Is it really, really, really competitive or is it I you've mean, got something? I mean, the fashion industry is 
competitive. There's a lot of people breaking into it constantly. But in the upcycle space, we are one of the like kind of the first platforms specifically dedicated mm -hmm. to them. Um, there is platforms uh, one or two in in Europe that have kind of popped up. Um, but really, it's kind of good that there are comp competitors in the space popping up because yeah. it's just really driving the upcycle movement forward. So I think when we first came up with the idea it wasn't as well known and now there is more and more in that space but it really only helps the cause like one platform can't fix the whole industry yeah. there has to be a lot of people collectively working together and collaborating to tackle the fashion industry's waste problem and last one before i pass it back over to ricardo because i know i've hogged a lot True. on this side would you actually collaborate with with them in the European markets, yes, would, or would you want to be like, that? Th th that's what I was like. I was silent here, but in my like, uh, uh, I think that uh, like nowadays we should also like uh, because we are like in an emergency situation, like uh, whether we like it or not, we are like there's people that are more lucky than others. Uh, is that we should start to think about like uh, competition uh, as uh, uh, an healthy like uh, things, uh, and it's like why not collaborate with competitors is like uh, we mm -hmm. might be better in something they might be better oh. in something else and if we are all tackling the same problem yeah. our mission is solving a problem so we should like join forces together to solve that and that's something that you don't see in general like you, I, I never seen that in my in my past but not only in fashion it's yeah. like uh, there's always this thing of competition being better than others it's like uh, even from our values, like uh, one of our values is collaborations. Like uh, it's fundamental. You need to learn and collaborate from others. So, like that's basic for the future, no? It is. I, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> so, what advice would you give to people starting out their company in in this space or the the ecosystem? What do you think? You know, actually, don't do this mistake that we've done. Go the other way. What would you say is like the the way forward? I mean, I don't think that you ever make a mistake. Mm -hmm. I think you learn from everything that you do, really. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it's been an up and down journey, but yeah. I think that's really got us to where we are today. And I think we've learned so much, but I think if you've got an idea, do your research, know what you're going into, actually genuinely care about the problem because it's so easy to start up something and be like oh I'm gonna start up a business but I think to have the longevity and to really stick it out there has to be something that you are passionate about so I think follow your passion and follow turn that passion. into a business yeah. oh, that's good advice yeah I'll definitely I would love to see you know every time I go clothes shopping I would love to actually see something upcycle for once right because you, you can go I, I'm, I'm, can I, I'm just going to name the, the brand here, but you can go and buy from, from Index, so things in Zara and Massimo Dutti and whatnot, right? And then they have like, at least they do it in Portugal, they have this other shop called Lefties, which is everything that wasn't sold on Zara, it goes to Lefties. And sometimes it's actually pretty decent clothes. And I was like, I always wanted to find a way of mixing them all together. So they take those fabrics, repurpose them, upcycle them, and I can buy them in Zara again, and they actually look nice and they're going to last for a long time. But yeah, it's it, there's definitely a there in the market, right? So the problem with Zara, for mm -hmm. instance, uh, like uh, the problem company, with yeah. Zara is, uh, apart from the quality of materials, mm. uh, like uh, it's like also related to the fact that their business model is fast fashion. <laughs> it's quite yeah. fast and quite like you know uh, projected to increase only. Like uh, yeah. that's what we need to stop. Like that's what we are trying. Mm -hmm. Like that's the problem with them. It's like. Uh, uh, until they're gonna exist, uh, they're gonna be the problem of massive textile waste. We already yeah. have textile waste from minor companies and minor mm -hmm. brands uh, that which don't maybe produce in these big scales. Uh, 
and maybe like uh, it could be um, good enough uh, like uh, to stop a bit like the mass production of these like giant companies that they just want to extend uh, because yeah. they just want to make more profit. Uh, like it's it's clear. It's like we know that. It's like uh, we know that. Yeah, but it's, it's uh, so annoying, isn't it? Because you buy you buy like a jacket and think, oh, this jacket's gonna last. But then next season you need to buy a new jacket because the material is absolutely horrible and now the jacket is completely destroyed. Where if you were to buy a jacket, I don't know, 20 years ago, a leather jacket, you know that's, that's going to last you for a lifetime, right? Because it's a really good leather, so forth and so on. And, you know, I'm not advocating buying leather jackets or not, but you know if you buy good fabrics, they're going to last. Whereas in now, yes. it's always horrible fabric. Yeah, and absolutely. It's, just, yeah. it's also related to the collection that they launch. So every mm -hmm. month they launch a new collection. So they yeah. make you feel that if you don't have the collection of three months before, you're not cool. Which is why we're also <laughs> really, yeah, we really want to focus on kind of uh, teaching people about individual styles. So because mm -hmm. we've got so many different designers and they all have their own techniques, there's no trends, there's no seasons. They just really mm -hmm. focus on buying from independent designers because yeah. you like it, not because you're being told to buy something from them, because you really appreciate what they do and you think it's cool and mm -hmm. you want to support Whatever then, do, yeah. yeah, so I think that's something else that we really want to push, which yeah. I think is really important messaging against what fast fashion Absolutely. really stands yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you kind of buy a piece of art in a way. Like, yeah, and that's, that's a good thing. That's, that's and really, you're yeah. going to love what you, you need to love what you're wearing. You need to love your clothes. Like, that's the thing. You, you're not going to, you know, I don't know if you have a girlfriend or a wife. Are you gonna like bin her after three months because it's like it's old? You know what I mean, like. Well, uh, hopefully, she, <laughs> you know, in a relationship, you don't get old after three months. But yeah, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean, like yeah. uh, if you love something, you yeah. want it for you, you, you want it, to yeah, keep yeah. it for you. That's what we should do, like with our clothes, uh, like. Uh, I, I love doing that with my clothes. It's sometimes to the embarrassing point. Like I said, there's literally holes in my clothes, and people need to tell me, tell me, stop wearing it because you know. You can, much, but I love it, it. Yeah. you can always repair it. That's the thing. Like, oh, we not the way I wear them, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee they're beyond repair. But like, we have designers for yeah. you that they really? could repair yeah, them. Exactly. Like, do you need a new fashion yeah. statement? Yeah. Yeah. No, it could be. Holes on nipples? Because sometimes I associate, I don't know about you, but I, I normally associate some, some clothes with emotions and periods of my life. So I have I have a t-shirt, it's going to sound embarrassing, that says uh, 1984, and I love it. Every time on my birthday, I put it on, I'm like, okay, I feel happy. And then I have this um, red shirt that looks like a tablecloth. You know the proper tablecloths? I have it, and it's 20 years old now, and I s it's still good. And the moment that it rips out, I, I want to find, you know, not a replacement, I want to find, find someone to fix the shirt. Yeah, because well, or it means something to me, right? it. Exactly, or upcycle it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. they could yeah. turn it into a hat or something cool. Something cool, and like, yeah. oh, I still have that memory, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's also funny to see sometimes, like, I'm, I'm, I'm still using clothes, uh, uh, from when I was 11 mm -hmm. and it's funny because it's like when I was 11 like the fashion was kind of baggy it's coming back mm -hmm. now yeah. like uh, and now I'm wearing like trousers that they were baggy like at the time mm -hmm. and now they fit me properly <laughs> so you can also see like uh, how much you grow like <laughs> so would you ever work with charity shops going on that, that area about upcycling and reusing mm -hmm. old items that are now going back into fashion and then I see the nods on that side. Would you ever work with, with uh, say, recycling plants? So, yeah, and honestly, that's kind of one thing we're working on at the moment is we want to launch uh, our, we talked about collaboration, we mm -hmm. want to launch our collaboration program. And this is where we'll work with brands, manufacturers and charity stores and collaborate with them to creatively reutilize their offcuts, like their damaged mm -hmm. stock or things like that. Because, I mean, the thing is with upcycling, the fact that a design is 
it really is endless what their creativity can do to, to a limit of course but um so we really want to move into that space because that way we can create more impact what about local councils i know it's gonna sound mm. bad but working with local dumps or mm. garbage utilities because a lot of people if they are affluent or not they will throw away excessive amounts of clothes yeah. into these recycling plants that are literally associated with council dumps. Now, some of the clothes, and if you go down to one in, in Watford, mm. it's actually what they do is they take all these items and try and resell them because a lot of the clothes are actually very high end. It's just no one really appreciates the value. But they have mountains and mountains that they can't get rid of. And unfortunately, they either have to burn it or ship it over to China, who's now shipping it over to you know Philippines and that region. So it's a vicious cycle. Would you ever consider working with the councils? I mean, some of our designers are already getting materials out of the dump. You know, they'll find these like you know incredible fabrics mm -hmm. that have just been a roll of fabric that's just been thrown out, and yeah. it's they'll turn it into. So I think a lot of our designers are already accessing those resources, and yeah, we definitely would. I think at the end of the day, we need to change our attitudes to textile waste. Definitely, just because yeah. something's been thrown onto the street doesn't mean that it didn't have all these resources that went into creating it in the first process mm -hmm. and you know you can wash it and it's perfectly good so it's yeah there's no reason why we wouldn't i think it's really important to to focus on those places as well yeah sounds good um if people want to find you where can they find you online so if they want to reach out and say hey i love the idea how can they do that if to, to reach out like yeah. so it depends like who you are <laughs> like if you're a designer like uh -huh. uh, we have in our website but as well on our instagram some forms uh, where mm -hmm. you can just apply and it's pretty easy it's a form you apply you answer the question and we're gonna get in touch okay. if you are someone else like there's always uh, you can always uh, write us or on instagram or uh, through our website you can find our uh, email address mm -hmm and you can drop us an email. Like We are happy to collaborate. Honestly, like uh, we talk about like creativity of our designers, but our, our businesses as well. Like uh, it's, We are really open to any kind of collaboration because that's what we need nowadays. So. And I'll <laughs> just give the hand.